Yo, what's going on everybody? Sorry I'm running a little bit late today. Just doing a little bit of research and some reading because it's Thursday, June 17th, 2021 and it's happy hour. And today for happy hour, I'm going to be trying something that I got from Univet a long time ago, this MCT Beat 216. Now, I've also been trying their Beat Elite Beat 420. I've actually kind of been enjoying this as a pre-workout. This one's a little bit different, and I want to figure out what the differences really were, and I kind of got lost down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I wish I had more time. I wish I had gotten on it a little bit earlier, but we're going to be trying it today on uh, for happy hour as my uh, recovery beverage of choice for today because it's Thursday, almost to the end of the week, and uh, time to kick back a little bit. For everyone listening on the audio version on the podcast welcome hope you guys are having a good run or getting some good work done and with having this on in the background and everyone watching on youtube after the fact hopefully it's a little bit later in your thursday or maybe your friday's already begun and uh you can kick back with something a little bit uh, more exciting than a recovery beverage but either way welcome glad to have you guys here let's see who we got in the chat we got philip he says yo what's going on 7k in 34 degrees celsius 93 degrees fahrenheit today that is uh pretty hot he ran for the first time in the Novlast version one, and he got them for only 91 euros to replace his 1080 version 11s. Okay, which are now retired after. Wow, you got you already have 550k in your 1080 version 11s. That's nice. And he started. They're starting to cause him some niggles, which I think is the exact right reason and the right time that you want to start getting rid of a pair of shoes. Um, so very cool. Hope you enjoyed the Novlast. Yeah, that's that's a that's a nice like, transition. I like that. It's a good one. And this is here says hi, Capuzzi and everybody. Just had a four mile run with Pip in the sun through the woods. Nice. Martha's here as well. Hi, hi Martha. How are you? Uh, Recycle on Wednesday says hi everyone. JC says where where to go? Uh, JC says hey folks, looking forward to a late afternoon <laughs> run in 98 degrees Fahrenheit. Good times. Oh boy. It's not that hot here in Chicago. I mean, it's warming up today. The last couple of days, it's been really cool and windy. It's actually been quite nice. But today, the heat comes back with a vengeance. Uh, yeah, we're going to get some heat. We're going to get some humidity. We might even get. Some, I think we're going to get some thunderstorms overnight, too. But the good news is, there was supposed, all week, they were forecasting thunderstorms for Friday morning during when I was going to be able to run. Now, it looks like it's going to be clear. So, hopefully, that storm will pass through, and uh, I'll be able to get that run in. All right. Ted Root says, Adazero Prime X, cranky, <laughs> releasing tomorrow in the UK for 220 pounds. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a crazy shoe. 50 millimeters of stack height. I'm trying to have a, like, like I mean, we've been talking all week about, like, you know, rules that apply, apply to pros, and there's more news in that regard, too. And then rules that apply to, like, regular people. Now, like, you know, for, for the vast majority of us, we can run in whatever we want for a road marathon, but technically it's outside the bounds of the rules. Uh, 40 millimeters stack height is the max allowable. Although, like, you know, the, to, the, to talk about how, like, weird that rule is, if you have a larger foot size than, like, I think, like, eight and a half, so, like, the size nines that I run in, I'm not sure. I think Kipchoge is at eight and a half, and that shoe comes in right in at 40 millimeters, the alpha fly for him. I don't know if, I think certain larger sizes have a little bit more stack height than 40 millimeters. So, like, you know, if you were, let's say, placing in a world majors marathon, they would take your shoes and measure them. And if they were over 40 millimeters, even if they're alpha flies, like straight off the shelf and you have like a size 11 foot, you could be outside the rules. Um, but this one is 50 millimeters. So like, is it just going to be a tr like a, a trainer, like a training racer or just like, I mean, I, I don't know. 
what can you race in that? Maybe, I mean, like, is there a, is there going to be, is there going to be an arms race for like 50 K shoes and 100 K shoes? I don't know if world athletics has a rule for the max allowable stack height for a 50 K or a 100 K. Now last year or not that long ago, we saw the Hoka, uh, 100k world record attempt or world record attempt us record he got the us record but not the world record is that right is this what it, i mean i see like I, so i don't even understand what the shoe's about i want it of course i, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to like i'm gonna have to set an alarm to wake up at two o'clock in the morning because I'm, I'm i'm not staying up that late so i don't know i don't know it's a very peculiar shoe but i'm very curious uh, Piet Johnson says, hey, Kapuzi, how's it going? Have you ever tried the New Balance Hierro? I haven't, but it looks great. I love the way it looks. Um, last year's version looked amazing. I just don't have run enough trail to like get through a lot of trail shoes. So that one is one that I think I would really enjoy. But I did run in the Fresh Flow More trail, and that one was really good. I feel like that one's the Hierro is going to be a little bit more speed-oriented, not as much comfort-oriented, which might really be right up my alley so maybe it's one that i'll get to this year but i already i mean like so many shoes are like hopping onto my list and i'm like oh there's so many good ones but the hero just looks amazing i've always think i've always thought the design on it looks great um i just never got around to it martha says just ate delicious fresh salmon burgers from whole foods with alexis organic sweet potato fries so they're baked <laughs> and a kombucha for happier that sounds nice that's a great meal that sounds really good salmon burgers. all right so i've got these Unived MCT Beat 216. It's the MCT stands for medium chain triglycerides, and I'm really not that familiar with the health benefits of medium chain triglycerides. From what I could tell so far, there could be like a health benefit for our athletes, but I, the, most of the stuff that I'm finding is that it's for people trying to lose weight. So like, I, I'm not sure like if this is necessarily something that I need to try, but I have been doing the Beat Elite 420, and 420 is double 216 or kind of almost double and so there's like there's actually less beat in this than there is in the 420 which i've been taking as like a pre-workout the beetroot powder is supposed to help your muscles take in more oxygen something along those lines so there's a benefit there's supposed to be a benefit for endurance athletes i don't know maybe it's a placebo effect but i feel like when i when i do drink the beet stuff before my um workouts two things happens one i'm gonna have to poop so like I need to make sure that I plan that or time that correctly. Uh, and the second thing is I just feel like I could take a deeper breath. So like I, I like it. Um, but this has less beat in the medium chain triglyceride. I think it comes from coconut. So like I'm not sure, you know, this will be interesting. And Amit at Univet has been emailing me about it. He, he's like, have you tried it yet? Have you tried it? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I'll try it. And he's like, you got to try it. You got to try it. And the last time he emailed me, he's like, try it with hot water so instead of my afternoon coffee for a happy hour today i put it in hot water and i tried something different today i may i pre-mixed the drink ahead of time but you could see it's messy and i'm glad i pre-mixed it the powder it's kind of like it's like a. it was almost like wet sand in there and then uh, you had to put a lot of it into eight ounces so like there was a lot going on in here but we'll give it a taste we'll see how we're doing cheers guys This is an interesting drink. It has that beet flavor that is familiar from drinking that other beet thing. And there's like um like a almost like a watered down coffee kind of flavor to it as well. Like if someone gave this to me and said like 
this is coffee with chicory. I'd be like, yeah, I told you guys I don't like coffee with chicory. Um, but I'm trying to think if it smells or tastes like coconut. I don't think so. I just smell like that beetroot. But it doesn't like dissolve all that well. Um, but there's something about it. It doesn't taste, I mean, it just tastes like beet drink. But after I drink it, I'm like, Mm, let's take, let's get some more. So I don't know if that's those those fats that are in there that my body is like tasting, without me like you know consciously tasting it. Maybe my body is just like perking up to it. So there's something about it that makes me want to drink some more. It's an interesting drink. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about like my coffee content, and you know I listen to a lot of Rich Roll, and he talks about like all those like mushroom coffees. Is coffee the right word for that things that he drinks? Or is he just, is he just drinking like mushroom teas? I'm not sure. But um, so I'm like, ah, maybe maybe I could use substituting out one of my coffees a day for something like this. Maybe this Beat 216. I'm kind of liking the taste. There's a savoriness to it that is, is pleasant. But then it smells like that beet drink. I don't know. My, my, my palate and my nose is all sorts of confused. Daniel says he's got chai and water. Seems too late for a coffee for me. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like the afternoon coffees, as much as I enjoy them and I feel like they're an indulgence, is it really an indulgence if I'm doing it every day in the afternoon? And, you know, it's probably affecting my sleep. So, you know. Um, and Luis Becerra says, yo, what's going on? Daniel M says, by the way, I think NPR released a new article about Burrito Gate. I thought it was good. I haven't seen that one. My wife did send me an article from NPR about how um, cruise ships are trying to start um, sailing again uh, out of Florida, where DeSantis has made it like illegal for them to require passengers to be vaccinated. So they were like, fine, and they relented, and now they can't sail their first ships. One was supposed to head out in July, but they can't because like crew crew members that were getting the ship ready have tested positive. So, but anyway, that's the last NPR article I read. But some of the new news, um, <laughs> Dr. Long 1216 says beats, beats, bears, beats, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the, new, the new news that I saw is Shelby Houlihan, who is this at the center of Burrito Gate, I guess, um, is going to be allowed to compete in the track trials. She's, she got like re-entered into the heats. And the USATF said that because she's an athlete in the middle of a lengthy appeal, they're going to allow it. And the unanimous response from the internet seems to be like, what the heck is that? So I don't, I don't, even, I don't even understand. I don't understand. Um, but I have been reading like a lot. I mean, most of the stuff that I'm getting is from Twitter, but it's from, it's not from like new people. I don't know who they are. It's from people who I've been following in the running community for a long time. They're doing research. I'm reading the stuff that they're citing to, you know, and it just, the more you look into it, the more it just seems unlikely that it came from that. I mean, the thing that I would talk about, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, like tactical decisions that were made given like the finding, right? So let's assume for a moment that Shelby Houlihan's like, what the heck happened? I don't know what, what this is. And, and, uh, they're like, we, well, we got to figure out something to say. How do we explain this? 
And they, my, my guess is they looked at every single supplement she's taking. They could probably trace the batches. Um, and they probably tested all my guess is that they tested all those batches for every single thing that she's taking. They probably came up with nothing. And so then they were like, all right, food log as well. So, you know what I mean? So like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know like how, like how you decide like to go with the food theory. And then, I mean like, and her lawyer is someone who's helped another athlete navigate like the food defense before. Um, and so like, I'm sure that they looked at supplements too, you know, cause everyone's like, Oh, you know, you know, supplements, you never know what's in those. Even I kind of said that yesterday and as, as I drink my MCT beat 216, but, um, you don't be good in that some chocolate or maybe coffee. I think maybe if I pour my coffee onto it, I think that'll be a really good drink, but that doesn't help my coffee problem. But yeah, I mean. So like it's you know like like a, t- a contaminated supplement seems to make much more sense, but then there's batch numbers and stuff with all that. So like like look, I mean just looking at this stuff on the back, there's batch numbers, right? From the manufacturing date, so they could test. All, even if like I've used this entire thing, I can go back and test. You know, so like I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, but like, and and either in either event, like, I don't know why they're allowing her to compete, even if she's completely innocent. And I hope that she is in a way. I mean, not in a way. I mean, I hope that she is. It's unfortunate that she's going through all this and she's innocent of it. But like, I mean, and I hope that like that's the best case scenario is that like she was unfairly accused. Um. I mean, is is that worse or is that better? I'm not sure. None of the situations are good. But, like, when you have an accused athlete whose appeal has already been decided, I I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, why you would let them compete. So, I don't know. Um, Just Eddie says, hey, Coop, was off the topic question. What are your opinions on working your body's fascia? You know, I've just, I, you know, I've been thinking about that. I'm guessing, Just Eddie, that you may have just read um, Lost Art of Running. That's where I started thinking about that myself um, from uh, a runner's perspective because I listened to that book on audiobook. And um, I've been thinking about it a lot in terms of uh, my knee issue that I ran into last year. Not ran into, but encountered last year or developed last year. Um, and also, you know, I'm someone that looks at themselves running in slow motion all the time. And so I have always said, like, I run kind of funny. And so I've been thinking about, like, you know, how can you correct, you know, certain things in your body to improve flexibility so that things are kind of moving in more fluid alignment. So that's something that I'm thinking about and playing around with myself. I think it kind of makes sense. I'm not sure, like, in the Lost Art of Running book, like they talk about like that the fascia is a low energy, but a low energy consumption, but high energy production because of the springiness of their body's fascia um, of creating momentum and speed. So like, I'm interested in that concept, but like, you know, it's kind of like you can't get something for nothing. Right. But if you can maximize the way the body's supposed to work, um, then it makes, then, I mean, that kind of makes sense. So I'm not trying to like, break the laws of thermodynamics and get free energy but just trying to say like you know let's make everything work the way it's supposed to 
and align things in the way they're supposed to be aligned and see what happens. So, you know, when I talk about like having a clean foot strike, you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, working in a way so that way my body gets accustomed to working with everything in the correct alignments. So that way things like the fascia um, can start remodeling itself uh, in a way that's more flexible um, and more resilient for running. And also so that way the joints and muscles can also function the way they're supposed to. So, you know, I'm, yeah, and, and, and just say, so that's the book that I'm on right now. So that's something that I am thinking about. I, I don't know. I, I don't have like a coach or someone that's like helping me through that. But, you know, I kind of walk like a duck. If you watch me just like walking around and I'm trying to think, all right, maybe if I work on pointing my feet forward, not just like pointing them forward, but like working on the parts of my body that are like aligning itself so that way my default position isn't kinked out maybe that will help with other things that need alignment Jay-Z says we need fascia activation <laughs> yeah that, that's another rabbit hole i guess we can go down um chris Dyke says speaking of burritos i plan on getting chipotle for the first time in over a year after this afternoon's run are you are you, are you influenced to get some burritos i've been seeing on twitter I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter this past week because of everything that's happening. Twitter has been really like fascinating place to be this week for me. And, uh, so, um, any Hoka and NAZ elite have been posting like different meetups and a schedule of activities, places where you can interact with them, uh, over the course of the track trials. And, uh, which I think is super cool. And I'm like, Oh man, Oh, that, that was an event I should have gone to, or I wish I could have gone to or gotten tickets or something like that. Um, and then like a little while ago, Scott Fobble tweeted like, yep, come and see me. Cause I think his words were like, you know, help me forget about the fact that I have to be in Eugene for the weekend or something like that. And I was like, uh, are there going to be, um, sandwiches at these, in any of these events? <laughs> so, just cause I'm like, I don't know how, I mean, I wonder how many burrito questions that guy's gotten already and is going to get over the next week. So, yeah. Um, all right, sorry, sorry, like I went on a tangent and um, I ignored like a lot of your comments here. I'm going to scroll back a little bit. Um, Richard McLean says, ironically, Jason Coop has been running a series of on anti-doping on his podcast. Part one in this series from a few weeks ago was an interview with the scientists from USADA. Good insights, insights on how and what they do. Yeah, I've been following that a little bit. It gets a little bit intense for me and a little bit abstract, but maybe like in light of everything that's been going on, maybe it's worth a, a, a re-listen. Um, I mean, the main thing that I listened to, I didn't know his background with like whatever coaching group that happened to also coach Lance Armstrong or whatever. There, there is like some sort of like a potential, potential, I guess, taint, which is a weird word, um, with him, uh, and, and, and doping. So like he had to address it first. So that was interesting. I mean, I guess it's good timing. I mean, or to the extent that any of this stuff had to happen you know, at least like the conversations like already in place. Dr. Funk 1216 says, what would make this drink better? It's some anabolic steroids. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> is, are, do steroids have a taste? Does anyone know? I don't know. Here's the thing I was thinking about, you know, they may be making this big deal about like the greasy burrito and stuff. And like, people have been like, you know how much you mu- you'd have to eat 11 ounces of, Uncast, uncastrated boar offal and someone was like 
you, it's pretty much impossible to get uncastrated boar offal in the United States. Even if you're a traditional Mexican restaurant, whatever insinuations you're supposed to infer from that. By the way, for whatever it's worth, I'm just glad she didn't say it was like a Chinese food truck, but that's a side note. Um, but I wonder, you know, like one of the things was like, yes, she did not eat a pork burrito. She ate carne asada, but it was very greasy carne asada. But that also makes me think like, you know, if there were steroids somehow in the pork and they cooked it on the same griddle or whatever, or maybe they cooked it in the rendered fats, like steroids are fat soluble, aren't they? So like it could get rendered out in that. And then if it were, you know, but again, you need to eat 11 ounces of awful or I don't know. I'm not sure. So like, it's just like weird, not a lot of weird things, but I ultimately goes back to the question. I wonder if you could like, I feel like someone spiked my drink here. You know, like, could you do that? Could people do that? I don't know. <laughs> CD76 says, next video, Kofuzi will eat a variety of burritos and get drug tested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to eat a bunch of different animal burritos, though. I don't really want to do that anymore. I mean, you know, I did just have, I, I did have pork tacos from a food truck after a race. My last race, I did. Um, but my, my approach to, um, food and eating meat is one of, uh, social, like a social carnivore, social omnivore, I guess. You know, if that's the only thing that's being offered, you know, then I will, then I will, uh, in a social setting, I'll eat it. Um, I, and usually that rule kind of applies like if I'm a guest in someone's house, but there was some extenuating circumstances at this food truck, their generator kept going out and we were in the middle of nowhere. And so they're like, you can either wait a while till maybe we figure out this generator thing, but there's these two pork tacos that are ready right now. And I was like, I'll take the tacos, please. So I did that. So I guess I could have been more restrained about it, but I was like, I probably need to eat something. All right. Let's scroll down a little bit towards the end. See what else we got here. All right. Um, Carol Gutkowski says, I don't think steroids are in drinkable form. We're often pills or injection. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know. I mean, they could be in creams. Um, and like, that's, that's why like, uh, if you do get like certain kinds, I mean, I don't know about anabolic steroids, but like, you know, like steroid creams that like, that you could give kids, like, if they have like skin conditions or something like that, you know, like pregnant women aren't supposed to handle it um, because it can get absorbed through the skin. So you got to be careful with it. Uh, and that's the whole idea that you put it in the cream during a, like, say, like a sports massage, you know, then, you know, it can be absorbed that way. That was kind of like the Alberta Salazar thing, right? So, um, but I don't know. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm in territory that I've never researched, really cared about. So I'm learning, I'm learning a lot, I'm getting a lot thrown at me this week. Terry Fernley says top athlete goes to a greasy roadside food vendor for an after workout meal. I think not, you know, I mean, I think people are like that. And then like all sorts of professional athletes were like, you know, again, on, on Twitter, a lot of pro, pro athletes were like, 
you know, for what it's worth, you know, I'm not saying I side with her or against her or whatever, but just to address the whole like pro athletes don't eat burritos things. I'm a pro athlete and I eat burritos, you know, people are, and like in Oregon, food trucks are a part of, I mean, I don't know where you're from, Terry, maybe you are in Oregon, but like food trucks are, when I was in, I mean, I've never been to, uh, Eugene, she's in Eugene, right? I never been there, but I've been to Portland, I think once, twice. The food truck scene is insane. It's really amazing. You, uh, yeah, it's, you could, you get really good food from all over the world there. Frank said, didn't they hand out food at the crater post race? Yeah, it was like the post, instead of post race beers, it was post race tacos. So there was a food truck that came up and, um, their, their generator to power. I don't, I guess they use the generator to power truck. I'm not sure how food trucks work, uh, but it kept going in and out. That it's a generator that I heard that I got real excited at the end of the race. And I was looking for like where that sound was coming from to see how much more of the race I had left. And that's when I fell. But that same generator apparently went out like right between the time I fell and when I, um, when I crossed the finish line. Martha says, a friend of mine who's a massage uh, therapist told me a story about a massage he gave to a woman whose estrogen passed ended up in his arm. He didn't notice until he was in his car and started feeling very odd. Oh, whoa. That could be weird. How? I mean, I guess like you're, you're getting in there. But what happens if you get estrogen? I don't know. Luis Becerra says, you should buy a stuffed toy burrito and get it out when you cross the finish line in the Chicago Marathon. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, dunk on anybody or, like, you know, troll anyone either. I think it's a, a crappy situation. Um, but, I mean, just the fact that there's a burrito at the center of the story just makes it, like, uh, like lampoonable, you know? So that, that's, that's the thing. Sue so says, I'll take two pork tacos please that's exactly what i had for lunch should i be worried i don't i don't think so i i don't think so for for well yeah i mean people are like yeah it's 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 been a, a weird rabbit hole so because like some people are like you know um you know if that can happen from eating pork then shouldn't like many more i mean what athletes aren't eating burritos these days right look at athlete special he's eating chipotle all the time Look at Scott Fobble. He's eating burritos all the time. I eat burritos. I mean, we use my kids. And I, I mean, not saying that like, not, not saying that Chipotle is authentic Mexican food or that Chipotle's pork carnitas has awful in it, like pig organs, right? I'm not saying any of those things, but as far as eating burritos, you know, when we're in, well, when there was a, a Chipotle near the bus stop by my kid's school, we were eating, <laughs> uh, we play a game called bus or burrito. In the wintertime, if it's cold, if we see a bus about to come, we'll wait for the bus. If we don't see a bus about to come, then we'll go into <laughs> to Chipotle and get a burrito while we're waiting for the next bus. So, like, you know, we eat burritos all the time, too. I'm not saying I'm a pro athlete either, but I think in the running community, I mean, everyone, everyone loves burritos, not just the running community. So that's the thing. That's just that's why it's like, I don't know. Strange stuff. Strange, strange stuff. Um... 
Stevie 76 says, maybe it was a Russian conspiracy that Biden should have addressed with Putin, the burrito summit. Well, I mean, there are some people like suggesting that like maybe her food was spiked. They were saying like, didn't she have like an ex, a boyfriend that she split up with very right around that time? Which I'm like, yeah, I mean, crazier things have happened in terms of Olympic stories. But um, I mean, you're I mean, to dose somebody, that's a whole different level of psycho. Right, I mean that, that. That's. I mean, think about how mad Chris Farley got when someone switched his gourmet coffee at the restaurant with Folgers crystals, right? That's so you can't be dosing people, but you know, it does happen to be happening at the same. Well, I mean, it's not like it happened at the same time. It happened back in January, right? But the news is hitting the same time as, the, you know, if we're gonna chase this rabbit hole, drive it down the rabbit hole. At the same time as the Biden-Putin summit, you know, and Russia is like, I, I, does he, Russia even have an Olympic team this year? It's like, right? I don't even know what the story is, but um, I haven't been following it that close. But like, you know, it could be Olympics are very political from like a geopolitics kind of thing, not political in like red state, blue state, but like from nations um, competing and jockeying with, against each other. So it's like. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it was like a situation where Shelby Houlihan's like, "Oh, look at this—a brand new food truck I've never seen before." And like inside, it's full of Russians. Yes, you try our authentic Mexican food. You enjoy, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that sounds ludicrous, right? But can you imagine if that's what it really was? And she's like, "No one's gonna believe that this was Russian spies." So I gotta talk about this pig awful. <laughs> Um, Colton Meyer says, so you have a morning poop routine? Uh, not a routine, but I'm very regular. I'll say that running helps with that for me quite a bit. So, uh, I'll usually poop right in the morning when I wake up. And then if I do take uh, like a pre-workout, if it's a sugar-based pre-workout, it's not usually a problem, but a lot of the Unived pre-workout stuff, like there's one that's like just basically all ashwagandha or this like elite beat stuff. I don't know if it's just that like I'm normally running fasted and so like anything in my belly would really do it, but the sugary drinks don't tend to do it. But like that stuff, like if in about 30 minutes, I'm going to probably at least want to go to the bathroom again. And then if I don't, I may have uh, a difficult time during the run. So those are just some things that I've become aware of about my body. Mm. Steamy76 says the ex-boyfriend is a KGB agent. <laughs> my cows, of course, my, well, my, when I go to a food truck, I always ask about the castration status of the pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you, you can't get that in the United States. So, um, Chris X says, curious why none of the YouTubers received the Adios Pro 2 Primex prior to release, or should we expect to see the reason in coming days when embargo removed? I, I don't know. Um, what is it like outrun they're out of uh they're out of thailand they've got they've got them um they've been tagging me in pictures all the time and i'm just like i'm so jealous these look great um everyone's talking about how ugly these shoes are and i'm like i don't know they're not like the sleeper shoes to the extent that a bright yellow adidas super shoe can be a sleeper shoe they don't you know look like that have the classic racer look like the adidas out of zero line has had in the past but I like it. I like what's going on here. And so, yeah, 
but um, I don't get stuff from it. Well, that's not true. I do get stuff from Adidas. Well, you know what I get from Adidas? I get the 4D. They send me four. I do have a pair of the new 4Ds. Tom, Thomas ran in them already. He didn't. And then I saw another um, person. I don't know who they are, but they tried running in them, and they're like, "These are great casual shoes." So I'm not, you know, optimistic about it. But um, I got. So I get 4Ds from Adidas, but that's it. They don't send me anything else. I don't think they send a lot of stuff to the U.S. As far as I can tell, and maybe they send stuff to Seth. but I don't get it. So that's, that's probably the reason why I don't think they participate. In his number says, I've only been to the U S for a week and even I have had Chipotle. <laughs> that's funny. Um, Ash Kandokar, Ash Kandokar says your thoughts on the Bondi SR Hoka. Thanks. Uh, I think that it's for people that have jobs where they're on their feet. The SR stands for slip resistant. And so there's extra traction on the bottom and it's extra flat on the bottom. So that way, if you're working in a uh, place that requires like non-skid shoes, then the Bondi SR is for you. For example, if you're working in the food service industry, uh, where you're walking through like an industrial kit, like a, not industrial, but like a restaurant kitchen. Uh, where it could either be greasy on the floor or it could be wet on the floor from like dishwashing and stuff like that. Like that's the kind of stuff that you're talking about. Uh, a lot of times the Bondi are worn by hospital workers too. And that's another situation where, you know, there might be wet floors and you have to have slip resistant shoes. You can't wear just anything. So that, that's what the hook Bondi SR is for. I think, I guess you can run in them, but that's not what they're designed for. Uh, <laughs> just got back from a run join the live stream and it's poop talk standard yeah pretty much pretty much martha says how about the audio six mike you know i wasn't going to review the audio six but now i think i'm going to have to because of the way that the boston 10 turned out it's just so different than any other boston's before i'm wondering my hypothesis is that i don't know if i left this in the video or if i took it out my hypothesis is that like the audio six became like this race flat that used to be what people would run marathons in, but now it just became so, or it, it, it kind of stayed the same, but everyone thinks it's like, oh, it's like a race flat for 5Ks maybe. And so like the, the use case for it seems to have gone away. And so like if they bump up the Boston to be like a audio speed compared to like, like an endorphin pro endorphin speed, like an audio speed, then you move the audio six into the, like a new Boston and then like the t things like the Takumi Sen or the RC 2.0 can do what the audio six was doing. Then you have some different layers of shoes that make sense instead of like, you got a lot of shoes that all kind of do the same thing. And what's the difference between a Takumi Sen RC 2.0 SL 20 and the audio six really there's some differences. Yeah. But they all are kind of like the same use case. So I think, you know, I'm hoping the audio six is that Ed, Bud seems to really like it. I haven't seen his videos on it. I'm trying to stay away from him, but you guys keep telling me that he's really enjoying it. And I see his comments every once in a while saying that about, you know, in other places about how much he likes it. So yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to have to get to it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I have a lot of running to do. I think, you know, I've just got so many shoes still. It's a great problem to have. I just like, I can only run so much, but I'm like, well, I do have a lot of fast running coming this month at least for the next month getting ready for the steeplechase i've been watching a lot of steeplechase videos lately um so i've been watching a lot of steeplechase um and that'll be, require a lot of faster running so that could be a good good opportunity to test some of these 
PG's here. He said he just got in from a 10K. Nice. How are you, Pete? And Shannon says, Co, loved your Boston video. Not even interested in getting them. Couldn't figure out if you enjoyed running them. Firm and super heavy doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah, I mean, at slow, it's not good. So, like, you know, a lot of people love them because they're versatile. You could do everything. It was kind of like for a lot of, uh, I think, especially smaller runners, it was the perfect daily trainer. I don't think it's that anymore. It's a, it's a different shoe. Um, so, like, if you're like, is this a good Boston? I don't think it's a good Boston. But is it a good shoe? It is for what you're trying to do with it. And so maybe it's kind of getting into that tempo next percent category where a lot of people are like, I don't know, I don't like this shoe. But some people that love it are like, what are you using it for? And if you're using it for that, then it's great. So it's becoming a more specific shoe, I think. So, and when you're doing that specific thing, it is good. But you're, but you know, always in the back of my mind is, but the Adios Pro is better. So it's like, you know, it seems like a compromise to me in a lot of ways as well. <laughs> Frank, talking about the ideas 4D, he said, I should have made the ugly shoe bracket. You know, I, I really want the 4D technology to work. I love the concept of it. It's very Westworld to me. And uh, I'm just like fascinated with the way that the midsole looks. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly rooting for it. But it always comes out heavy, like 12 ounces heavy. Heavier than, uh, than the Hoka 10.9 heavy. You know what I mean? So that's like the big, big thing. Um, yeah. PJR says, hey, Co, question about the path shorts and liners. Do you match the inseam length for the liners or go one size shorter? I've got some five inch shorts and liners and the liners seem longer than the shorts. Yeah, I would, I would just say with the path project shorts, get the shortest liners that you can or running underwear that you can because then you can wear them with all your different shorts. Because I've got mostly five inch shorts from path projects, but I have a couple of the seven inch. And then I have like an equal number of shorter liners and longer liners. And I'm always like, Ugh, are the short liners dirty again? Ugh. I have to wear different shorts today. So just get the shortest ones. As long as like your body's okay with it, you know, chafing wise, and get the shortest ones. Cause then you can use them for whatever one. Uh, Drew Reed says, every time I go back to the USA to visit my sister and parents, I met with a Chipotle steak burrito and then we make a stop at the local Mexican restaurant and I pick out on queso sauce. <laughs> that sounds amazing. You know, my, my mom, if she could, she would do that, but with like Korean food, she would, she would. Well, I mean, one time this was, this was pre nine 11, but, um, or maybe it wasn't, I'm not sure. But one time my mom and my sister, uh, flew to visit where I was living in St. Louis and my mom, uh, brought as carry-on on the plane two things. She made my sister carry one of them. One was a little rice cooker. Like a little, like, this was kind of, this was before Amazon, so it's like, it was kind of hard to get a rice cooker, kind of, you know, but I, I could have if I really wanted to. But, and I didn't ask her to, but she, she brought as carry-on a little rice cooker for me. She made my sister carry it. And then she carried on, like, five pounds of carby, which is um, marinated uh, beef short rib. She froze it the night before and then carried it on the plane, um, hoping that it would stay cold enough for the entire trip. It was fine. I mean, I ate it all and it was it, it, no, no, no problems, but like, like, yeah. Like, can you imagine if like you're sitting down and then like a little Asian lady sits down next to you and like, you're like getting your la laptop out during the flight and she's getting out like a marinated barbecue. <laughs> raw marinated barbecue 
That's funny. The last one of the last times that I went back to New York, like my you know, one nor like any time I go back, not one of the last times. Basically, every time I go back, and if my parents are picking me up from the airport, we go from the airport straight to a Korean restaurant, like directly, and it's either a sundubu chip, like a house that does like a soft tofu stew, like a silken tofu stew, super spicy. Um, a lot of the same pro- flavor profile is like shinramen, so it's really really good. Um, or we'll go to there's a couple there's one like their favorite current one I forget what it's called but it's up in Queens really really good um, and if I fly in during the day I get the lu- you get the lunch special and so you could just eat like a king it's amazing but yeah isn't it great when you get like food like to greet you a family is greeting you is also good but to have the food because then you've been on a flight you're probably hungry you probably woke up early you know and then you get comfort food. You know, it's nice. It's nice. Crabosity says, do you prefer the Boston 10 to the Adazero Pro? No. Wait, to the Adazero Pro? Okay, the Adios Pro and the Adazero Pro. To the Adazero Pro, yes. Because I feel like the weights are similar, but the performance is much better on the Boston 10. That Adazero Pro, they should just stop selling that shoe. I, I don't know who's buying that. Um, Giuseppe Angeluki says the Mizuno Wave Rider 25 on my radar. It, I, you know, um, I get stuff from Mizuno from time to time. Uh, if they send it to me, then I might take a look at it. But otherwise, it's not really high high on my list. I I really want Mizuno to, you know, it's kind of like all right. Jamie got A6 great again. Now do Mizuno, right? That's kind of where I'm at. My first marathon I ever ran was in Mizuno shoes. So like there's like a sentimental connection there and I always want them to be great, but I didn't, the, the Mizuno wave rider. What did I run in the 24? Was it the 24, the 23 last year? I got the, um, peach tree road race edition. It was a good shoe. It just wasn't my, it wasn't exciting, you know? So we'll see, we'll see about the, the wave rider 25. I don't, I'm not sure. And my mouse died. Yeah, it doesn't die. It just falls asleep. Um, all right. <laughs> Martha says carry on or carry in carry in could end up in an authentic burrito and really fail a drug test. <laughs> it was beef, so it was okay. It would have been fine. Would have been fine. All right. Isayo bin Liam M. I'm sorry, I'm sure I didn't say that right. It says, Hi Mike. Clifton eight or Boston 10, which did you prefer? There's just so different. It it's, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's like trying to compare like two different classes of car, like, um, you know, like sedan and like sports car, you know, it's like, which one do you like better? It's like defined better. Right. So depending on the parameters, it could be real different. They're just very different shoes. But if you just want me to say, which do I prefer? I don't know. That's a good question. Without specifying which one is better, like what what I what is going into better, if I'm just like what is better? Probably the Clifton 8. I don't know. It depends on what you mean by better or how how I'm defining how I'm defining my preference. But yeah. Mm. Drury says all this Boston and food talk, especially barbecue. <laughs> Makes me think of all the awesome Brazilian barbecue spots in Boston. Starting to get super hungry for all you can eat. <laughs> I guess those. I mean, are I mean, 
there wasn't any specific reason why those would be extra closed or something like that, would there? Well, maybe there would be. I don't know. I haven't eaten inside a restaurant in such a long time. There was one time I went inside one of the restaurants that we go to a lot here to go get, like, pickup food. And, like, there was lots of people eating inside. This was a while ago before I was vaccinated, so several months ago. And I was just like, there's still a lot of people in here. And I just felt really nervous about it. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat inside for a long time. And now that it's summer, I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and wait as long as possible for that. Um, I got invited to do, like, a podcast. Um and I was like, and they were like, Hey, we'd love to have you in the podcast. And I was like, sure. I'd love to be on the podcast. Can we do it outside? And then I haven't heard back yet. So I'm guessing they're like, screw this guy. That's okay. Uh, yeah. James Edward says, let's make Mizuno great again. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think that like, what they could do is use ASIC's example as a roadmap too. Um, and I think they're kind of starting to do that. They did that with the wave rider Neo, right? That had all, it was the wave rider, but with all energy foam, uh, which is like, I don't know why they called it that. That's a weird name for it, for an Asian company to call something energy foam. Like yeah. you're kind of walking into the jokes on that one, but um, yeah. But I've I've seen they didn't release that shoe in the U.S. It was only released in Europe, I think, in Europe and Asia. But it was all, still really heavy, and so it's like I feel like they need to go with like, you know, Asics has like the Nimbus and the Nimbus Light. You know, that might be a way of like satisfying the faithful, while also like making strides to go in a new direction and not letting your legacy become uh, a hindrance, you know, to to reaching new customers or reconnecting with customers. So, you know, I think I th I think that's something I, w I, w I hope that they do all right daniel pseudo says quick question between two shoes endorphin speed last year's model or new bounce fuel cell rebel 2 they're at a similar price point with the endorphins recent discount uh yeah I, I mean i haven't tried the rebel 2 yet um so I, I can't say for sure but everyone seems to love the rebel 2 and runners who um tend to like the same kinds of shoes for similar reasons as me have been saying how much they like it so i'm really excited for it i just haven't gotten around to it yet but the way that i tend to think of it is like the discounts on the endorphin series right now is it insane they're like giving them away basically so i would say pick up an endorphin speed now if speed version one now by the time you're done with it you'll be ready for version two of the rebel and you might be able to get it on discount so you can still have both or you could just get both and have a super fun summer and run in a lot of great great shoes you know so mm. scuff poseidon says do you have a recommendation on theragun mini versus theragun prime i've never tried any theragun products so i can't i can't comment um yes yeah, so i'm afraid i don't know B-I-N-F says, can't wait to hear a full review on the more version 3. Do you feel that the 100 miles will come quickly? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think I've already got 30 miles in on them. 20 miles? 30 miles? Um, but I do have a lot of speed work that's going to have to come up next, getting ready for this um, steeplechase that I'm in. 
I still can't say it without giggling a little bit, but I'm in a steeplechase and, uh, or I'm entered in a steeplechase. So like, I feel like I got to do some track work. I've got to do some, I've got to buy some spikes and kind of practice that. And I've also got to do some hurdle drills and stuff. So I, I don't, you know, that may mean like every, you know, that means a lot of recovery runs needed. So maybe there's that, but then there's still, you know, also a lot of other shoes. So I'm hoping I get there quickly. I anticipate getting there quickly because I like the shoe a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like ret- it's like old Hoka to me is what it, like the feeling that I get from it. So it's fun in that way. I mean, it's big and it's kind of like clunky looking, doesn't feel clunky to run in, but it's clunky looking, but it's fun. So I hope I get there fast. I just don't know what it's going like, to actually look like. I, I don't know if it's this beet powder or, or what this beet drink but i have hiccups now but it's it's weird it's like i'm drinking it's like it's if i mixed beet stuff into my coffee you know it's a it's good and not good at the same time it's just a weird combination of flavors yeah i don't know that i mean i think it's a basically coconut fat like coconut oil that's in it or coconut fat it's good. My body is just like, get some more of that. Get some more of that. So Leisure Shining says, what is a steeple race? A steeple race, the, the race is called Steeple Chase. Um, it's an event on the track. It is 3,000 meters long. And um, there are not regular hurdles, but barriers. Um, they look like railroad ties, but they're painted black and white. There's four of them per lap. And then the fifth one is a... Uh, over a water pit so like it felt like you know i run through water all the time not that that like means i'm going to be good at steeplechase but it may has me thinking and uh when i first started thinking about it a lot is when there was a lot of water damage happening over on the lakefront and they put these barriers out to keep people from going to certain parts of the lakefront path i kept going in there anyway and i would just hurdle over the barrier so i'm like i know those barriers weren't as high as a steeple barrier but i was like all right, I'm running through the water. I'm jumping over these things as I'm running. I might as well sign up for a steeple chase. I did a search on, I like, I read up on like, this is how I prepare for my first steeple chase. I, um, I looked up steeple chase on Wikipedia and it says that it comes from, uh, old foot races that used to happen from steeple to steeple, like one town to another. Uh, and then you'd basically the first one to get from the church to the next church would win and you'd have to run over barriers and through water and stuff like that so that's why there's jumping and stuff i guess according to wikipedia but it's an event i guess that's been been competed in a long time for the men in the olympics but for the women it's relatively recent and american women are doing pretty well in it so it gets like a lot of publicity and um you know it's just been it's been on my mind it's just one of those things it's like i don't know it's calling to me I gotta try it, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Stephen Anstey says, "Question: Mach four are uh, Rebel version two for long, slow distance? I haven't tried the Rebel version two, so I can't, I can't really I, I answer that. But the Mach four is really good for long, slow distance. It's a good one. There's a lot of letters in that question, like acronyms, I guess, abbreviations." Mm. 
Tenru says, what height are the steeple jumps? They're 36 inches high. I, I, I Googled it last night. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, for the women, I believe it's 30 inches for men. It's 36 inches. So that's, I'm trying to remember, like, is that the same height as the intermediate, like the 400 intermediate hurdle height? Cause if it is, then I think I'm good. I have a feeling it's taller than that. Um, probably by a lot it's not going to be as high as like a high hurdle for like the 110 so you know i'm gonna have to find a way to practice somehow you know what i'm thinking is like if we're gonna spend some time in iowa maybe i'll just have my father and help me build a barrier maybe i'll just get one of his he has some sawhorses you know and maybe i'll just put like something on top of his sawhorse and just practice running over it in the, in the driveway or something like that i don't know I mean, it's gonna. It, may, it might get old school. I'm just gonna put some Rocky theme, like montage music, on when I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just set it out like in the middle of a field, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was I was looking on Amazon like how much do hurdles cost, and they're expensive. Um, so like that that was something else I was looking at. So I don't know. But then I'm like, well, maybe I can have them help me make some like PVC pipe things that I can use for drills and practice, you know. He's very handy. He knows how to put kind of those things together. He's like, every time I'm asked him something weird like that, he's like, show me some plans. I can make it. And I'm like, all right, but like, I, I need you to help me make the plan. He's like, what are you trying to make? I'd be like a steeple. He'd be like, what? So I don't know how I'm going to practice that part. Um, but, you know, I was in, in the steeple races that I've been watching recently. You know, I was watched like the, um, the NCAA championships were recent or happened very recently. That was a fantastic race. Uh, for the men and the women and um you know as i'm looking at these hurdlers you know they're not i'm not saying that they're bad hurdlers by no means am i saying that they're they're great they're at the top of their field they're in the ncaa championships but you know their form doesn't look like a 110 hurdler form you know what i mean so it's not like um you know you can they are surviving with you know looking like they're just distance runners hopping over stuff um, but then you watch people like on Instagram, like Sage Watson, you know, post a lot of her workouts. She does a lot of hurdle work and it's just like, man, she's really good at this. So yeah, I see a lot of other, you know, so like, I don't know. I don't know if like, uh, I, the, the hurdles have me a little bit worried. Um, but as far as I understand, the rules are like, you just have to get over it. There's no rules on how you have to get over it. So you know, at, at worst case scenario, I can like put my hands on it and throw a leg over, you know, um, like it's like a police academy movie or something, you know, so I, I feel like, you know, again, my goal for this summer is to not get yelled at by someone that enjoys a sport for me appearing to make a mockery of it. No one yelled at me at the 50 K ultra, even though I cut the course on accident. Um, I'm hoping that I don't get yelled at at this steeplechase. And, uh, you know, trying to not get yelled at as I train for this triathlon. So don't, you know, that's, that's my goal. Just don't get yelled at. Try to look like I belong there kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> BY says steeplechase is old timey parkour. I, I think so. I think so. I have a feeling though, like the old steeplechase races were also like combined with like a lot of booze. Right. So like, like a couple of dudes drinking in a pub and like, there's no way you could get to Manchester before I can, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. <sighs> All right. 
I think it's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's been a fun conversation. We went all over the place, didn't we? But uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Speaking of triathlon, that's what tomorrow's video is going to be about. I didn't get a lot of swim footage. I've been having some problem with my cameras lately. A lot of user error. I don't think it was user error. Something's going on with my GoPro. I might be ready for another GoPro. But um, I didn't get a lot of swimming footage of it, but I had a real tough time of it. I talked to you guys a little bit about it the other day. But that's kind of like, we'll be kind of doing a check-in on my swimming progress. It'll be tomorrow's video. And then we'll do another live stream for the afternoon. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Uh, hopefully I'll see you guys then. And in the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.